Well, it's the week of the players. This episode won't come out until next week. Um, but the gang's all back together to talk about it. How you guys been? Man, been good. So riding, riding a little high from our golf game last week. Yeah, man. Just, uh, you know, the weather is beautiful. It's warming up. It's, uh, it's time to get back out there more frequently. I mean, it feels like golf season. <laughs> I've already been Finally. out a few times this week. It feels like golf season. Oh, yeah. You were at your course, your home course yesterday, right, Joe? Yeah, played, played the home course at Vinnie Links. Had a good, good day out there. Opening day. Just uh, out there alone. Just in, alone with my thoughts, just was able to work out some some things. Was a little in a little bit of a hangover from last week's round, but but uh, yeah, worked some demons out. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we have to talk about last week's round uh, before we get to that. Joe, what kind of shorts are you rocking right now? I will tell you, I am wearing the Viore Core Short Five Inch Inseam. <laughs> tell you what. They and look great. They look they, phenomenal. They may look great, but they feel better. Mm-hmm. And and I got to be honest with you. So, you know, we kind of got on Viore back in probably early on in in, uh, in quarantine last year, just as as a uh, you know daily daily short. And so oh. I bought two pairs of these, and I've basically been living in them since winter time. It's great. And throw them on no matter what and uh you know you've seen some maybe you've seen their ads maybe you haven't they really advertise them as a a uh you know do anything short and i'm gonna tell you man i swim in them i run in them i work out in them and i just wear them almost every day big fan i didn't know you could swim <laughs> i since last year that was what i'd learned in quarantine was how to swim <laughs> Well, Caleb, you said you tried on the pants yesterday. What did you think? Guys, to say I'm excited about the meta pant would be an understatement. I could just see myself out there just making birdies, maybe a bogey, who knows, but looking good, feeling good while doing it. I'm fired up to, to get those guys on. Yeah, the meta pants are really, really fantastic. Yeah, the core short, I think Joe said it best, kind of the everyday short. We all love them. VioriClothing.com slash HHC. That's V-U-O-R-I. Clothing.com slash HHC. 20% off your first order. We literally couldn't recommend them anymore. Uh, Second thing to talk about here, we're all holding these custom ball markers that the guys over at the Breakfast Ball Custom Shop made us. These things are incredible. Dude, oh, yeah. just the the weight to this thing and the the is this like hammered copper? Yeah. This is incredible. We've got our our name on there, High Handicappers Club, HHC and our initials. Yeah. This will be a staple. Yeah, I, I sent uh I sent our guy over there a message on kind of a vision that we had for these. Uh and these far outweighed any expectations that I had. He sent me the first picture of, of the mock-up and then, uh, yeah, not, I mean, knocked them out in two days, mailed them over to us in two days. We had these in less than a week. I mean, again, couldn't recommend 
these anymore if you're looking for a really cool custom gift for a friend, birthday, a special occasion, golf buddy, golf trips, custom golf trips, anything that you all are doing at the Breakfast Ball Custom Shop. These guys also have a really cool podcast as well. They do a lot of golf talk uh, called Chasing Daylight Podcast. Check these guys out. Really cool stuff. Very cool. Very solid. Uh, we were just saying, you know, just put it in your right pocket and you won't have any trouble dropping that shoulder down. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I have a lot of trouble with that, actually. So this is going to help me out a ton. Um, we don't do a ton of self-promotion on here and uh, Caleb probably won't do it himself. So Joe and I will have to do it for him. But we played at Greystone last Friday. Greystone Golf Club out in uh, Dixon, Tennessee. It's you know 25 minutes from Nashville. I'll set the scene here. It was built in 2002 by Mark McCumber, uh, who is Tyler McCumber's dad. Of course, Tyler is a, a common name out on the tour. Played well at Genesis a couple weeks ago. Uh, had the, the weird finger injury that he talked about in the hotel room. Um, but yeah, he's been kind of a constant on the tour for the last couple years. But yeah, this golf course was, was built almost 20 years ago in... Uh, in Dixon and since then hosted six state championships, uh, a couple Ohio Valley Conference championships, hosted the PGA Tour school qualifier three years, uh, and the Southern Athletic Association Conference championship three years as well. It hosted the state championships the, pra- the past three years. Just a really fun layout. I, I love... I love this golf course. I mean, it's a little bit different than any other golf course, like around Nashville. It's got like a lot of rolling hills, um, really good mix between some long par fives, some short par fours. We had 15 to 20 mile an hour winds throughout the day that were kind of like bouncing back and forth between coming at us or going with us. I think one par three on the back nine was playing somewhere around 210, but we had probably a good 15 mile an hour win in our face. It was probably playing more like 235 or 240. I think Absolutely. I hit three wood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nonetheless, our guy Caleb here shot 71. We, we have to talk about it. Best round ever, right, Caleb? Best round ever. I've never shot par. I've never broken par. And uh, it was... It was a lot of fun. I mean, okay, we played last Friday. The day before, Thursday was 65 and sunny. I'm just assuming we're going to have another gorgeous day. Mm -hmm. But we get there. Luckily, I mean, we packed some some layers. But we get there at 10 a.m. It's 41 and windy. (laughs) And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, this sucks. Like, this is not the golf weather that we were hoping for today. Yeah. Go to the range. Get warmed up a little bit. Get a uh, biscuit and a cup of coffee. Send us off the back. Bogey 10. And just didn't really have high expectations of the day, to be honest with you. Maybe that's that's why it worked out. Yeah, so we started on 10. You bogeyed 10. And then you, you birdied three of the next four and four of the next six. With two pars sandwiched in there. <laughs> it's our, such an easy game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember looking at Joe. So Joe and I were car partners for the day. Uh, partners? You, you were riding solo. Uh, and I looked at Joe after four. You were one under after four. 
And I was like, Joe, our guy's kind of throwing a no-hitter right now. We just can't say anything to him. Yeah. Well, I, honestly, in hindsight, I remember after like whole – sorry, we went off the back. So I guess after um, 14, because I birdied 13 and birdied 14, I, in my head I'm like, I'm playing pretty good right now. But you guys weren't making like a big deal. So I think it just kind of in hindsight, it just kind of kept me loose. Coop was out there with his camera too, like getting some footage for uh, for for the uh, the gram. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think you know there were at least five or six times that uh, Coop just you know would update me throughout the day of just not to say anything. And I <laughs> and I got to be honest, I. If I'm being completely uh, transparent, I was kind of dealing with uh, working out some demons of my own that day, so yeah. I wasn't necessarily. With I was you. I was kind of in my own world in my own head, and that probably also was good for uh, yeah. for you overall that we weren't like you know just getting hype or, or joking. <laughs> I think you did say you know we made the turn. Yeah, I, did, I think yeah. you mentioned it. I and did. We were I kind said, of like, oh, okay. Whatever. I said, hey, I think I just shot a 33. And Coop laughed. He said, you did. But that was it. Nobody said another word. Made the turn to one. Yep. Hammer to drive. Approach shot. Stuck it pretty close. Birdied. And then I freaking doubled number two. So number two is a long par five. You basically have a, a creek all down the left-hand side that really doesn't like come into play a whole lot until unless you snap one over there yes. <laughs> uh, until the green right it like wraps yep. around basically the whole front of the green but yeah uh caleb snap hooked a drive into not to the creek but like basically yeah. on the edge of where the tall grass was and i think you what you punched one out and then you hit yeah you basically took four shots to get there right yeah it was uh wasn't great yeah and but that drive on number two was your first bad swing since your approach shot on 10, yeah. which was our first hole of the day. So you you basically went 11 holes with two bad swings, which was so fun to watch. Yeah. I guess, you know, we were playing the front then. I think I had pars for the rest of the way, except for the long par three above you. And... Um, it didn't quite hit me until a later Friday night. I was like, man, that was the best round of golf I've ever played by far. And it was fun uh, looking back on it. I got a couple texts from buddies that said, hey, you're going to have to have to change the name to High Handicappers. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not who we are. It's just a <laughs> mantra, boys. Um, but that was fun. Glad I got to do that with you guys. I think rounds like that, for me, don't come around all that often. Hopefully – It'll happen again, or they'll be somewhat more frequent or more in the 70s, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, to also give some context here, Caleb typically plays to like a 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to play 11 shots better than your handicap is not something that happens very often, no matter what your handicap is. And I think my eyes were closed on a handful of shots, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, th I think... The one other takeaway for me after the round was that you just putted so well. Right. I mean, you you had some really good approach shots that set you up nicely, 
But you also made a ton of putts, not only for birdie, but you also I remember a, two kind of long ones for Paul. Yeah. You also had a couple of really good par saves on the back. I also think you had a, a bogey save on that long par three we were talking about. Yeah. There was a good 12, 15 feet down, down the hill. So, yeah, I mean, you shot... Again, 33 on the front, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then 38 on the back, um, which, again, is a great score. Uh, 71 total. This also isn't, like, an easy golf course. We played it 6,500 yards. And, again, it was it was windy all day. So, it wasn't like it was a, a cakewalk and you could just get away with spraying some. Like, you were hitting some golf shots. Funny. I played Greystone in November and shot a 91 <laughs> under actually very comparable conditions. Well, I think it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where everything was falling. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I think there was a, I don't remember which hole it was, but on the back nine where we were, you would hit one over the green, and it and it was, uh, there was like a, you know, bunker on the back side of the green, and it kind of held up there and to get it up and down from there, you know, it's kind of an intimidating shot. You know, you look at it and no one would blame you if you duffed it into the sand trap or something like that or hit it too far off the green. But I think just the, yeah, just the work around the green when you didn't hit the green was also super solid. But yeah, your putting was. I mean, y'all just got me feeling good about my game right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're just here to build you up, man. And then the funny thing is I see some coops in some videos of swings that Monty took on the day, and I'm thinking, how did I make a 71 with that swing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that hole that Joe was talking about, that was a par five. Yeah. Uh, on the back, which, of course, we started on, um, yeah, I took a handful of pictures on the day that we threw up on Instagram. But one of those pictures I took was Caleb basically, like, alone by himself, like, you know, there's a tree in the middle of that fairway, which is kind of a cool wrinkle to the hole. And I felt like that picture was like very much a symbol of the day. Like Caleb was just like out on his own, playing his own game, just him in the course, just dialed in. I'm going to do that again someday. Yeah. Well, we've all, we've all got a new low to strive after. Caleb <laughs> 71. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. Woo! We'll switch subjects to the players. This is... I mean, obviously for a lot of people, one of the favorite tournaments of the year, you know, I think for most we're talking about the fifth major, if you will, uh, TBC Sawgrass Stadium course. So much drama throughout, you know, the course in general. Of course, the last, you know, three or four holes always get a lot of, you know, uh, camera time, if you will, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of drama throughout the rounds, but... Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? How how do you see this playing out? Well, just to make a quick tie-in, you know, you got we talked about playing a Mark McCumber course and, you know, 1988 players champion Mark McCumber. Yep. So, come on. Just tie it all together, baby. That's exactly right. Well, dude, I, I think there's so many guys that could be in contention. The way this course sets up, isn't just for like the bombers, right? Like I think there's some guys that aren't going to deshambeau the golf ball that are going to get to play some golf this week. And I get excited about that too, where it's like, I know Bryson is 
you know, his fist pump. He's been practicing in the mirror for when he hits it 380 over the water. That's cool. <laughs> um, good for the game, I think. But, yeah, I look forward to, you know, Kisner, Kevin Nah, some of these guys, you know, to, to make a little noise. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a ball strikers golf course. I mean, like you have to put it in the right place. You you have to miss it in the right place too. You gotta have a good short game, you know, short game travels, and that's going to be super important this week as well. Yeah, they were. I was watching, uh, you know, live from the players this morning on Golf Channel, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, they had put up a graphic of you know some of the top dogs. I think. JT's best finish here was back in 2015. So, you know, he's gone a little while without a, re- a really good performance here. Bryson's best performance is T19. So it's not like he's played awesome here before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I think a guy that all of us kind of overlooked for some reason going into the Masters, of course, was DJ. And then he just went on a massive run, you know, up until the Masters in November. And obviously that's continued. I think he's played six events this year, five of which have been top 10s or top 11s. And he's the odds-on favorite, I mean, for great reason. Yep. But he's also finished top 10 here in each of the last three years. Yeah. I mean, I feel like in golf, there's not always a safe bet, right? Just anything can happen. I I think if there was one, that's kind of, you know, a top – top 10 guy, you know, he's got a good shot to win this thing if he plays well. Mm-hmm. Also, you made a point. I think I kind of look for JT to maybe bounce back here. I know he hasn't hit it as well as obviously we've seen him. I know he lost his granddad not too long ago and and not sure of kind of the state he's in, but I'll look for him to to look a little more in the, the standard JT form. Yeah, another guy I think we've all kind of talked about, which is an, a newcomer to the event. He's actually never played here before. Is Scotty Scheffler? Mm-hmm. I think. I hope he wears that big red Nike shirt again, <laughs> the, like the triple X, the one that looked like it was from two thousand two. I like I like Scotty. He does look like he's always leaving the frat house to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which to be uh, fair, he was a year and a half ago. <laughs> That's a good point. All right, good point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Scotty's an awesome ball striker. He's obviously played really well over the last year. Um, yeah, I mean, played well at the PGA Championship last year, played well at the Tour Championship. I think, like, relative to par the Tour Championship, he was a, he had the lowest score. Um, again, just a really, really good ball striker. I think he thinks his way around a golf course really well. So I'd be surprised if we don't see him in contention here this week. And we all talked about like a handful of, of bets that, that we're looking at here. What are your, you know, one or two like favorite bets that you have for the week? There you go. Uh, that is. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I, I, you know, hedged a little bit on my outright winner bet. Uh, I had DJ that felt like a safe one, but mm-hmm. I also have, have Cameron Smith up there. Um, I feel like he's been playing well. Uh, he had, you know, some good things going at concession a few weeks ago. Kind of fell apart a little bit later. But I think he's just kind of one of those guys that's always around. If he can kind of, you know, 
stay ahead of his game and, and just, you know, keep everything out in front of him. I think he has a chance. Um, I did also pick uh, Scotty Scheffler to, to land in the top five here. Um, but then some other guys, you know, some top 10 guys, Patrick Reed always feels like a safe bet. He always seems like he's hanging around. He can, you know, he can definitely win for sure, but he's always, um, who'd you say? Who'd you say? Sorry. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. Yeah. yeah. Watch those hands, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but ball, the old ball fluffer. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we may be checking for. If things get plugged around here, I don't know what the rain situation's been like down in down in Florida, down in Ponte Vedra. He'll find a way for it to be yes, plugged. Yeah. I'm giving our guy a hard time, my bad, you know, whatever. But uh, some other guys, you know, I, th- I think Spieth will finish well. I'd, I'd love to see him, you know, pull it out. Yeah, me too. He's been so finish, close. Spieth. But, uh, but we'll see. And then, uh, yeah, those are kind of those are kind of some of the guys I've, I've got my eye on for the week. Man, I want to see Jordan do it so bad. I mean, he's played like really well the last, you know, five weeks or whatever. And it just feels like he's earned a win in a series of like playing really good golf, just hadn't been able to put it all together. Yeah, I agree. I, a couple bets that I, I like is I, I did put uh, a little bet on Spieth to win. And some of that is I think he can do it. I mean, we've seen. He's, you know, he's been playing well, and I just like to root for the guy. When he plays well and wins, I feel like golf is way more exciting. And also, I, I picked uh, Morikawa to come in top five. Mm. I think that dude, you know, when he won a couple weeks ago, I think he had to sleep on a lead Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what, 24? And yeah, yeah. to me, I was like, this dude's got some, you know, he, he's got the juice a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so I, I like him coming in top five, and I would love to see Spieth pull it out. He made a lot of top 20s. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, we had Drew Hinesley on the show a few weeks ago, and, and Drew's an NBC correspondent, and he was there at concession when Morikawa won. And we, we were messaging a little bit back and forth afterwards on Instagram, and Drew said... He missed the first two shots of the day on number one and the approach into 18. Between those, it was almost perfect ball striking. Definitely reminded me of Tiger in full flight. The kid is super impressive. Going to be a guy to beat in majors for the next 15 years. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's strong. Strong. He's been around. He's seen some, he's seen some players. Strong yeah. words from a guy who knows golf really well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, Morikawa's game Seems like it fits a course like this really, really well. Totally. So I would agree. Joe, one bet that you sent over to us that I really liked was the Zalatoris. Will yeah. Zalatoris was a top ten. Yeah, uh, I think. I mean, I think he's been playing really solid. He seems like hell of a name. Yeah. yeah, he seems like just a laid back guy. Uh, doesn't. Probably let all the hype and pressure get to him, which I think will probably play well for him. Yep. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with him earlier, and he said, I'm ready. He was like, I, I feel ready. He's like, I don't feel nervous. Like, I feel like I've prepped well, and like, you know, I've had good experience on the tour so far, which to me, if a guy feels that confident going into a tournament like this, I would expect him to play well. Yeah. 
I hope when we listen to this, we're all right. <laughs> yeah. We're predicting the future here. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple bets I have that I really like. So Adam Scott always seems to play well here. Uh, and you look at like the last three or four years, obviously he won, you know, not too long ago. But a top 20 bet for him is plus 335. I really like like the value there. I took the same bet. He's also played well this year yeah, in general. He's and been I, in contention. He's kind of a guy that I feel like Vegas doesn't pay that much attention to, mostly because he doesn't play a lot of tournaments right now. Like he's going to play 10 or 12 times a year. He's not like a week-in and week-out guy. And I think someone that takes a couple weeks off here and there is devalued from Vegas because they don't have like momentum coming in or like a sample size from yeah. like really, you know, like a couple weeks prior, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Another guy that I'm intrigued by on this golf course is Abraham Answer. Mm. He kind of has a game similar to me, like a Will Zalatoris or a Scotty Scheffler or really a Colin Morikawa, where he's just a really good iron player. Like He doesn't hit the ball super far, but he always seems to be you know, like leading greens in regulation. If he can get some putts to fall, I think he has a really good shot. His top 20... Uh, odds are also plus 300. So right in that 300 range, I really like that bet as well. Um, I'll say the the last couple that I like are on DraftKings. You have you know some top 10 uh, after round one options or like leader after round one. There's a couple guys that have played really well here in the first round in the last couple years. And that would be Tony Finau and Keegan Bradley. Uh, both have have been in the top 20 after round one the last couple times they played here. So mm-hmm. Finau's odds uh, for top 10 after round one plus 500. I really like that. And then Keegan Bradley. You brought uh, this down. <laughs> <laughs> Keegan Bradley plus 1,100 top 10 oh, after wow. round one. He obviously played well last week, which is awesome. Um, but I think that he really likes this golf course, at least based on – how he's played here in the past. So I, I like those odds. Uh, again, top 10 after round one. That's, that's kind of a DraftKings prop, I guess, for like some bigger tournaments. They don't do it for every tournament. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the, the after round one bets. And also a couple of those guys tend to play really well in round one anyways, yeah. like whether or not it's this tournament or others. I'm excited for some golf, boys. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be beautiful. I mean... Everyone says the, you know, can the course is just in pristine condition. So hopefully it plays plays difficult and and uh, we get to see some exciting golf. Yeah, it's also obviously the one year anniversary of you know COVID canceling a lot of sporting events, yeah. which you know I think we're all in our own way excited about getting some of those back, you know, March Madness, I know it was kind of the first like really big event affected, but you know, this was canceled in the middle of play, I think after Thursday last year. Um, and so, you know, I was looking at like the PGA tour schedule and on the schedule, you know, it said uh, defending champion, like none technically, mm. you know, Rory, right. won, Rory won in 2019, yeah. 2020 didn't have, you know, yeah. a, a, didn't finish. And so, yeah, I think, um, this will be a cool tournament from that standpoint and kind of, you know, seeing some light at the end of the tunnel there from a sports standpoint. I'll also say that 
PGA Tour Live is partnered with Amazon. This is the first tournament that they're doing it where you'll be able to watch every single player's shot. Yeah. Which I'm really not sure how that user experience is going to be. Yeah, we'll find out. But I'm super excited for it. Heck yeah. You know, they did it for the Masters this past year for the first time ever. Um, not through PGA Tour Live, obviously, just through uh, Masters technology. And I think, it, if I'm reading between the lines, I'm sure the PGA Tour saw that. I was like, wow, we need to kind of step up our game. Mm-hmm. And PGA Tour Live isn't necessarily like the best viewing experience a lot of times you know you've got like a couple groups here and there and especially on the weekends you don't have like marquee groups but this year you literally have every player at your disposal being able to watch every shot so should be cool i'm looking forward to that yep well good deal well um yeah happy players week to everybody uh yeah again this is this is a fun golf week so excited for some some good golf to see what happens and Hopefully our bets cash in. Come on, baby. I know. By the time you hear this, maybe we'll be rich. Yes. (laughs) I can't wait.